everyone. Welcome to the How Are You Really Feeling podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates Black mental health. I am your host, Precious. If this is your first time stopping by, hello. I am completely honored to have you. We are continuing our conversation with Chris Kennard. In our previous episode, we discussed his limits and boundaries with news and media and explored his fascination with fantasy and fiction. In today's episode, we're starting right where we left off. To find out the personal rules Chris would like to break, as well as how he's developed the emotional stamina to love without fear, keep listening. I want to give a trigger warning for this episode. There are mentions of health issues, loss, grief, and death in the context of Chris's father, Kevin Vernon Owens, passing away in February of last year. On behalf of the How Are You Really Feeling podcast, I want to send my sincerest condolences to Chris, his family, and his loved ones. May Mr. Owen rest in serenity. His royalty is enough to last a thousand light years. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. As your host, I am not a medical or mental health professional. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health provider. If you're in a crisis, please contact your doctor or call 911 immediately. Help is available 24-7. Okay, I'm so sad that, I mean, we have another hour. Like We have an entire hour more to talk with Chris, but I'm just, I'm sad that, I don't know, this in-between state, in-between part one and part two, I've just been feeling sad. I'm like, wow, like, I guess this is the end of, this is, this is the second part. This is the end of the conversation we had. But that just means, Chris, you have to come back. We have to film like 80 more episodes. Everybody that we've ever done an episode with, please feel free to come back and film 80 more episodes with me. I would absolutely love that because I get really sad at the end of every conversation ever. But it's okay. it's okay I'll I'll be be okay but I I really hope you enjoy the rest of our conversation so without further ado let's get started okay so we talked about societal rules you'd like to break natural laws you'd like to break we have to talk about the heart now your heart chris you and 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 you in general and we i have to ask like what personal rules would you like to break are there any rules that you've kind of created over the years that you're kind of aren't aligning anymore that you're just kind of like yeah we're we're just gonna throw all of that away golly gee willikers um at first i thought i was only gonna like just reference a few of these examples but sadly all three are big things for me, self-hatred, um, censoring emotions, discrediting experiences. Um, before I was um, in the relationship um, romantically, I was in now, I was in a long distance relationship for like three years and um, it was terrible, it was really bad. And um, all of my friends feel a certain way about who I was seeing and I feel another way because I was in it and I wasn't my best self. And um, 
And so, uh, you know, like um, I often like find myself trying to like see me from their eyes and how many, and like, um, um, just like kind of like admonishing myself for the mistakes that I made. And um, I know that's not healthy for me. And so like, like it's me, like me and myself, like we'll wrestle all the times about like the things that I'm not, I'm not satisfied about myself with. But um, ever so often, like when I'm on Instagram, I think well, I see it more on Instagram than anywhere else because I look at my friend's stories and like, I'll see things about like, you know, like give yourself a chance, give yourself some grace, um, forgive yourself for the, like for the, um, I think what's um, really like kept me, um, kept me like tethered to the earth so don't like float off into like negative space is that like, um, oh, hey, like if you still feel bad for all like the things that you've done in your life, that's, that's a good place to start. And um, I think that I often find myself in that place to start. And I felt, and I've been in that space for like the last decade or so. Um, this year was like the first year I like started therapy. And um, I'm, I'm, um, I'm like patting myself on the back for like doing the thing. And like, I'm so relieved that like I'm doing it at a, like a, a reasonable price. Like I'm not even paying more than $20 a session. And um, uh, a recent argument with my current partner, like uh, our date day went horribly wrong. And um, I thought to myself like, gee, a lot of my friends, like my guy friends, my cis hat friends, like they want to be in love. They want to be in relationships. And so I, want, I, I thought to myself, do they know how hard this is? Like how, how, like, how much of a struggle it is to be your best, to um, want the um, want the best for yourself, and to like show that through like the way you um, treat the people you love. And um, last one, I forget it. Um, this um, sensing my emotions. Um, here's the big one: haven't cried in a long time. And um, last year, I lost my dad, and um, I've always had both my parents in my life. My dad didn't have his dad, and so when you're a black man who doesn't have a father and like he grew up in Baltimore and like he had a very like um, rough upbringing I'll say. But then like, you know, you go to like a good, a good college, you meet the love of your life, have three kids, a career. And then, um, but in spite of all that, like there's still like some bumps in the road per se. And so like, we, we get mad at one another. We like, we cry and stuff like that. But, um, at some point, like I shut those tears off and two things brought them back to me, but I haven't like faced them since. And um, like one was during like the George Floyd uprisings where like there was this clip on Twitter with two um, black men like arguing about like, cool, we're here now. Like in this like, this like full on like protest across the nation. Now what, do you know what I'm saying? Cause like one is like, we keep marching and the other one's like, no, it's dangerous. It's unsafe for us. Like we're, we're walking targets. This isn't the way. And they're going back and forth. And one of them grabs a younger guy, like no more than like 16 years old. And he's like, we're here for him. You know what I'm saying? And he looks at the kid and he's like, listen, little man, it's like your generation has to find the answers because me and this old head, like we don't have it. And like, He's crying. He's just like, I have a kid at home who's younger than you. And I don't know what to tell him. So you guys have to figure something out. And like, I learned that day, because I watched it twice and I cried both times. And like, the, I think the third one almost got me at work. 
um, a basketball coach um, just like reacting to like some like black trauma in the media. And like, you know, like a, ba a black basketball coach is like a father to his, to his, um, his players. And I'm like, oh, like, this is my trigger. I need to be careful. Cause like black male trauma in public spaces, like it like, um, it breaks all my defenses, you know? It's just like, they, um, black men have to be a certain way. And like, it's always like um, strength is like the default attribute for us. And if you're not like that manly type, that Denzel, that Jay-Z, I don't know, like that, um, just that black Superman type of person, like where does that, where, where, where can you hold space? Whether you're like straight or queer, you know? And so um, the other thing that like um, got to me was um, more Devin Townsend or like live performance, and the song was called Grace. And like um, the, the refrain from that song that's become like my mantra is never fear love. And um, during like the back half of the song, like, you know, he's like reaching out a hand to the audience. And like before like the end of the song, he's like, take this to work tomorrow. Just like this, just like the feeling you have in your heart, just like hearing a beautiful song and being encouraged by like the message of like showing yourself grace and like, letting like the almighty power of love like lead you it can like it's why like you like um do you remember let live by any chance uh jason elon butler's band before um uh fever 323 oh no oh i'm so bad with remembering titles oh my god i'm gonna look it up yeah because um they have this one song called mother and like the back half of the song is like, don't you cry, mother, we'll be, we'll be okay. And like, I always have this in my head of like hardcore bros and like metal guys just like holding one another saying like, don't cry, mom, we're gonna be okay. Cause like, you, there could be a lot said about hardcore bros and their moms and like, and stuff like that. And so like, I need like, I, I feel like I'm in, in, a, in a world now where like, often kind of like, like I'm very, like the um the uh not the insecurities like um you like we um when i put in a in a world where like we like we bury vulnerability for the most part it's like a space where you can openly say like oh like i don't have it all together right now and like being accepted and and, and having that be acceptable is what i love so much about like this scene and this music and so that's um those are like the personal rules i want to break i want to like um just like crack my heart of stone because uh if i can like if i can just like um unload it's like if you're playing a video game and like all your your inventory is full you can't pick up any other cool stuff you might find along the journey so like if i just like if i can find this because this because so like you know like dad died on february 5th and so i called my brother and sister and my sister's like you know i interviewed dad for like a school project and i don't think you ever heard it She's talking to me, I haven't. And it's been sitting on my phone, like staring, like I've, I've been ignoring it. And I'm like, I have to listen to this. And so um, live on the, on the episode, I can tell folks that like, I think on my birthday, cause I was gonna like take a week long vacation on my birthday. And I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to that episode and be all by myself and just like, just listen. Like I'm not gonna post or like anything. I'm just gonna sit quietly and just like, just like 
interact and like that's what I love about these like these podcasts and these interviews because it's like what if you never like win an award or like like make a lot of money or like or anything like that I mean if, what if your dreams never come true but so but, like if you've like recorded yourself and like it's in a space that like can't be taken down or like destroyed or deleted you'll be here forever like Beethoven like um Picasso like all like these people who've created art and such like writers and movie directors it's like we recognize their names and their visions and like that way they'll never die and so I have this little like portion of my dad that's more recent like not like the man from the pictures or like from the memories of like my uncles and cousins and such it's from a couple years ago from my own sister and like he's talking about him like the things that maybe he didn't like tell us growing up it's like it's all on the record it's here and I'll always have that and so um I'm hoping that by engaging with that I'll uh I'll be better for it because um like I think the month before we lost him my mom was like talking to me like I hope because it was a medical thing and like uh my mom was like I hope he doesn't like feel like he let us down by being ill and like he'd been ill since I was in middle school and so like that's not your fault like you know you get you get like the the role you're cast when you're when you're born and so like um I, I post about it and I hope that like he can see it from the beyond where it's like I'm so I'm the firstborn and I'm proud to be the firstborn like the joke about my name um because like my name is spelled with a k and like oftentimes I think that like the European German way of spelling Christopher because my dad's name is Kevin he's like oh what's the name after me my mom's like um no and he was so like what do you mean and so like I was like there's two k's in my name and like my younger brother got the name but I, I call him like I call him like KC like like his, his first and like middle initial like I'm not gonna call my my brother my father's name like his friends would come to our house and be like oh can Kevin come out to play my dad what are you talking about all right no, the other one like hey, see, come outside and play so that's 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 where I'm at like at my um as far as like my um my brain space is like um moving oh my gosh all of that is beautiful oh my goodness no thank you so much for your vulnerability Chris like you were talking about there's so much strength and vulnerability and we definitely have to explore it more if we ever want to connect and um when is your birthday um july mid-july it's july okay okay so we're gonna be thinking about you in july um keeping you in our thoughts um and your father passed away this month last year yeah february 5th you just celebrated the so the anniversary was just last week yeah we all got on like google duo and um my brother got really just like really just like bored like just put his soul on the table like because he was afraid that like he he he'd, um mentioned how like oh like i hope that like he didn't perceive me in this way because i really felt the other way but then like he remembered other like um when one of the when he was in the hospital my mom and my brother like made signs and appeared outside of his window because like he was on like the ground floor and like called my sister like yo guess what like your mother and your brother did for me and it made him so happy and so him remembering that and all the time they spent together like brought him back to us because like 
oftentimes I felt like I don't call enough or like I'm like disconnected from them in some way. But then like, we since we were all two years apart from one another and we all grew up together. So even though I'm like a whole three hours away by train or bus, like I get on the phone and like, I tell my I tell everyone that I meet that like my little brother is the coolest person I've ever met in my entire life. He's so funny. He has like cool. He has great taste in fashion. He has like amazing taste in like music, and like um, something wonderful he shared with us was that like he makes these really funny like pod like playlist names that like have lots of songs in it. And like our dad found one or rather like he knew it was there and like went through the whole thing and pulled out all the songs that he liked and there were a lot of them and it's certainly dated given like certain artists that I won't name out loud but just like <laughs> wow like he liked all these songs and like because often like me listening to like metalcore and progressive rock and stuff he didn't really like that stuff like he liked gospel like Fred Hammond, Take Six, Marvin Sapp, John P. Key, and buddy like like R&B like Michael Jackson and Earth, Wind and Fire and Maze, fe featuring Frankie Beverly, of course. And <laughs> so like to know that like my brother had all this cool stuff in a little in a neat little playlist. And he's like, hmm, this one, this one, this one, this one. And uh, he had a, a nickname when we were he was young called um, Hambone, and we thought it was so funny us kids. Like they called you Hambone? That's cap. We didn't believe that. But then like. So my dad loves sports. And so during like the, the football season, ring, ring, I'm a kid, pick up the phone, put him on the phone. Who? Boy, get your daddy on the phone real quick. And it's like, um, dad, they're asking for ham. He grabbed that phone for me. And they start screaming at each other about like the Cowboys or something. And I'm like, huh, they really called him that. And the playlist is called like Ham Shuttlesworth because he renamed it after himself. And I'm like, son, that's so funny. I love my dad, bro. Like, ah, that gives me like the good feelings, you know? Oh my God. So now in the back of my head, I'm thinking like Soul, like that movie must have really been like. Man, I never got to ask him if he saw that movie, man. Now I gotta see it. Now I have to see that movie. You've never seen it? I've never seen it, no. Oh my God. Whoa. Okay, if you, no, I got to. if you see it though, you have to be prepared to cry. Cause okay. like, well, you know, cause Pixar is always gonna go there. So you just gotta be prepared in general. But I think you're gonna love the commentary on music and following your dreams. I think you're gonna love the, the spirituality commentary. Um, and I think you're gonna love the, um, commentary in terms of like the present moment and the commentary on like family and connections i i really think you're gonna love it but you will cry you you will cry your eyes out because like there's a part in soul that really um relates to what you were just talking about so oh my god oh my god oh my god okay oh man okay i'm gonna steal myself i'm gonna prepare i'm thinking i'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, i'm gonna wait till i'm off from work and pop that bad boy on next <laughs> No, you're gonna love it. Oh my God. Okay. Um, but I am so, 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 so sorry for the, about the loss of your father. Um, I know that, uh, I mean, I know he was so proud of you guys while he was here, but there's just, and, and I mean, I'm sure he's 
been proud of you guys since the second you were born, but especially after everything, all the art that you've been creating with conversation, and there's just so, so, so much of him that obviously shines through, of course, between you and your siblings, so uh, I'm so, so sorry for that. I'm giving you, I love to give people like virtual hugs, so I'm gonna give you a virtual hug because I'm just, I'm so, so sorry. Oh, thank you so much for being so open about talking about it. I loved what you talked about earlier when you said you're working on not fearing love, not being afraid of love. So I think that just moves into our next question very smoothly, because I would love to learn about like, how did you, how did you learn about love? Or, and, and that could be like, in terms of the past, growing up with your parents and your family, um, or it could be in relation to what you're currently learning about love right now. Valentine's Day is coming up. And I know like, I love Valentine's Day. Like I love just like romantic love, but also it's a great day for platonic love, familial love, self-love. So, okay. Tell us about your, your whole perspective on love. Okay. So like, um, I mentioned a little earlier in our conversation about how like I grew up in like a Christ-based home, you know, like my mom was raised um, in Virginia, um, Baptist, you know, my dad was, um, was raised Catholic, but like moved out of that space. And we were raised in like non-denominational congregations, you know, Christian stuff. And so like love is like the whole basis of the faith and things of that nature. And so like, grew up in a very, a very enthusiastically loving family, you know, like, you know, like, we went to church a lot, like, listen to Christian music, my mother eventually went back to school, so she could, like, so she could go to seminary and preach, and so, like, we watched a lot of Veggie Tales, a lot of PBS, yeah. and things of that nature, lived in a very, like, I, I was in a very, like, comfortable bubble, like, going to, like, the park with my siblings and such, and, um, around third grade is where like, I got introduced, introduced like the, to the secular world and how kind of like cruel it can be. But, and, um, and that's, that's like a third grade, like really just changed everything for me. And like, I still often reflect on those feelings of like being unsure of myself even then. But then like, uh, goodness gracious. Uh, now, like if I fast forward to now, it's like, um, I, I like telling this story about how I met my current partner, um, who I will refer to as Reader. Not, not really trying to like put them on blast, but like um, I came to my partner on like, I'm, I was on the rebound. And it's like, I know like this is somebody I'm attracted to that I want in a very like um, physical way. And like, I had no game. And so like, I-, I um, Is this, is this your, um, isn't, isn't your partner on a podcast? Yeah, and like um just for like those who may be confused because um I refer to my partner by their current name and not the name on the show. And um and that's not and that's not to like make, make too much public about about me and what I'm doing out here. And like if you listen to my stuff, you know who I'm you know, like if those who know know, but like I'm just gonna still refer to them as reader because like like you know, like a little bit of an, an alias, if you will. So like I'm at their home and like I'm trying to like trying to do what I need. I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Like big, like, um, Normani vibes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to do, 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 do. And like, like, nah, stop playing with me. Like, 
full on just like laugh, like you're cute, nice try. Do you want to stay over and watch TV? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I still get to keep the friendship despite like fumbling the bag. And so we're hanging out all the time. And so um, there comes this, um, a time where like, um, um, they had this dog, his name was Negrito, Negi. And I loved this dog. He was a Labrador, he was a gray old geezer, but I knew he loved me because I would come over to hang out. And um, this was during the winter. And I had like this old North face. And so I take off my North face, just toss it wherever. And he'd find this North face and sit on the North face. And he'd be napping on that coat. And like, it's time for me to leave. I try to find my coat. And it's like, Nikki, I need my coat. And he's like, no, this is my coat now, bro. You can't have it. <laughs> he's just where he's like, he's like, it's my coat. And I'm like, oh, I have to leave. But then like, oh, like he looks forward to seeing me and like, that's what, I, that's what you can love about a dog. Cause like they'll, they'll, they'll endear yourself to you. They'll endear themselves to you very easily. And so one evening, like we're moving readers stuff out of like their home and uh, like a friend, like, oh, I have the space you can put in my basement, we're going to his house. Like it's all done. I'm with the dog, I'm giving him some belly rubs. He's, he's an old dog, so he's shedding. And I'm like, look at this little, little <laughs> nigga around here, bro. And we're having, we're laughing and they're looking at me. It's like, hey, are we good? It's like. I'll tell you about it later. I leave and they reach out for my hand. And so I've been thinking about us and just like, they gave me a shot and it's like, oh, I want to be with you for real. And like, I got like, I got the first kiss and I'm walking home, no music. I'm just like, I can't believe this is happening to me. Like, I'm really just like, I'm starstruck. I'm like, whoa, like I've been chosen. Like <sighs> real, just like, like <laughs> that, that, that one outcast song where he's like, keep your heart. <laughs> Okay. Wow, wow, wow. And so here we are now, like we live together. And like I um through living with someone that you love, I'm like um seeing myself. And it's just like, wow, like as the firstborn, as a boy, you know, in a home where like my mother's doing all the emotional labor, like. She's doing like, she's keeping my household running. Like my dad's going to, going to work until like he's too ill to go to work. And then he, like, he's just like, he's, um, we think we had enough, like, like um, he's getting disability. So like we have the house afloat and such. But like, at one point, like my father kind of like emotionally shut off. And so like, my mom is still like keeping everything business as usual all this time. Like, and just like through everything, she's like solid as a rock. You know what I'm saying? Like, Spiritually, boom, you know what I'm saying? Emotionally, boom. And I was like, and when I when I told my mom, oh, like me and Rita are moving, we're gonna move in together. My mom was like, do not behave like the way you've behaved in this home with them. I'm warning you. And I'm like, no way. And I definitely have. And so I'm thinking, wow, Chris, like you, you're really selfish. And like, you need to do something about that. And so that's what I'm, learning now about like if I really love reader the way that I say that I do like it's not enough that, like because you know, like even in like the the Christian faith like acts don't really matter as much if there's no like legitimate intention behind them and like I can't just like do the dishes or like sweep if I just want to like say I'm sorry for like screwing up again like what's going to be like the changed behavior for me and like I couldn't um, as much as I like dislike certain things about myself I would feel the worst if um, I um, botched this relationship because like, um, 
what I, I think during one argument, we were walking someplace and I realized to myself that readers giving you everything, like they took a chance, like gambling on like your love for one another and like a life that you can still build. So like, what's, how do you respond to like a person that like basically like said, here's my whole heart. Like you better treasure this John, you know? Cause like, you, you like, um, when you see others like see what you see in this person, it's like, listen, bud, like this person, they have options. Okay, so like, come correct. And it's like, yeah, but like, so like, um, this is, these are the things that like, um, I'm um, often thinking of um, even now, like even like as, as, as recently as last night, like I felt like, oh, I'm, I made a big mistake and like how like, shame on you for making such a big mistake. And that's where like the whole, like, it's through everything. I have to keep moving. Cause like, I'm thinking, all right, like I was gonna have a nice meal, but like, you know what? Maybe I'll just like, you know, like put on my pajamas, have some water, go to the restroom, go to sleep. It's like, so let's start over tomorrow. And like, it's nine in the morning, I'm texting them, they're at work. We're talking about like, oh, I, you were my dream last night. Oh, that's nice. Boom, we're back, you know, like. <laughs> that, that's, that's love and that's, that's, that's my, that's love, I guess. that is like it's so different for everybody everybody experiences it differently I can't but like the part where you said your mom oh I'm paraphrasing but you were basically like your mom kept the emotional machine running in the house because your dad was basically kind of like shut down I'm doing I really have been exploring that dynamic so much because um I grew, I feel like I grew up in a really emotionally reactive environment, I guess, where like my parents react to diff- to the same emotions differently. Like if they're both angry, my mom uh, is more vocal and more expressive. But when my dad gets angry, he like completely shuts down. Like if he got, <laughs> I don't mean to say like, if he got annoyed with me as a kid, but like, you know, if, if I was just, I don't know, like there'd be situations where my dad would kind of just like kick me out of his room or like, if we're on the phone, he'll just kind of be like, okay, we need to hang up right now. And like, I guess for me, that is very painful in the sense of like, I need more than that or else I'm just gonna, I'm gonna think for too long and I'm gonna think that, okay, if I am, if I'm not being pleasant, for someone else, then I'm worthless or like, they're not gonna want anything to do with me. And I wanna explore that more because, you know, with therapy, I know that like, they're, they're happy, hallelujah for therapy. Their happiness is not my responsibility. Um, and they are responsible for communicating more, but I still am trying to figure out, and, and I know it's not my job to try to, um, not try to like diagnose my parents, but also not try to like fix it for them. Like it would have been great if they communicated more, but I know, especially in our culture, we don't really know how to do that. We don't really have like the language for that. Um, but I've been, I've been trying to explore more about like why um, my dad is a little bit, why he shuts down and, and why my mom or I, I don't know, trying to explore just how, like, why they both, why that dynamic is like that and how that, because I know how it affects me 
being my parents' daughter, but for you, it's like, I'm wondering how that affects you being their son and being their oldest son. Cause both my parents, well, my mom has three older sisters, but they grew up with their grandma. So my mom was the oldest in the house. And then my dad, um, is the, not the firstborn, but he's the oldest son. And they both have talked to me a lot about that dynamic and the pressure that that has and stuff. So like, do you feel like that? I mean, cause like you said, when you get into arguments and when you experience confrontation, do you shut down? Is it hard to not shut down? Do you feel like the way your dad was, it, you, you know, does that make any sense? Um, I think about it in two ways. Like I think about say in a professional setting, been in retail for like the last decade, like multiple jobs. And so if a customer is like wigging out over something, oh I think like I can emotionally stifle myself because it's like, I'm thinking if a person is like getting really mad or upset about like an interaction in like a professional setting, they don't have that space in the in like their personal lives. It's like, oh, why is this rake $30? And then like you kirk off. It's like, <laughs> you know what? I have like, I'm not sure if it's the, the neglect or abuse, but it's like, I can like, come on dog. Like I can take this. What, what do you really want to say? It's like, get it out of your system. So like, you don't like, cause I don't like it when, um, say like a young lady is my um, in up at up at customer service with me, and like you're gonna kirk off like you're a, you're a man kirking off at a young woman about like something that's not that important. Like, I don't I don't I don't like that. It's like you feel comfortable doing that, and that makes me angry. So like give that to me. Like I, I can handle that, and that's whether it's like like a man or woman or anybody else. It's like you can like. We can have like even on, especially on the phone. It's like, oh, I was expecting this delivery to a particular time, and it's not here yet. And you want to like go off, go off. Like it's just you and me. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna try and like ridicule you back because like hey, like mistakes happen, and I know why. And more than likely, I know why it's happened. So like we, I can help you bring it back to like, okay, we're gonna solve this problem. But like personally, when like most of the time when like my folks are upset, I'm usually wrong. And it's just like, well, like, this is what, this is what you get when like, um, you um, just like step outside of the line for that. Sometimes like, I'll, um, I'll go back and forth with my dad when I'm like, you're misunderstanding me. But when it was my mom, nine times out of 10, I done goofed. And um, the frustration was like, cause you know, like my mom was protecting me. She wants me to make good decisions. And I would like, I would just be too like attached to what I wanted to do instead of what I should have done. And so like, uh, so like if it was just like my, my actual relationship right now where like I, I done goofed, it's like, um, I have to like, it's like you're in like a, like you're, you're on a boat and there's like a squall or like a, a tsunami or, or monsoon. You gotta like, duck and cover and just like proceed through like the bad the, the bad emotional stuff like I, if I, it's either it's either it's gonna get like put in like my little chest of like stifling or i have to just like roll through like the uh the torrential rain or i or, or I'm, I'm not gonna or i'm not gonna make it you know like i have to just like just like stiffen up a little bit and like it's like going into a cold shower you know 
because it's like you get to leave the cold shower with like oh you suds up you rinse off like your hair is clean you know then you put that towel on it's like you're here you're good like you're back at room temperature again I love the analogy with water I love water I love water and that really helps illustrate it I think it is neglect, like you said. I think um, a lot of our generations, we just didn't get enough. We just didn't get what we needed. And we were, it's just a generational survival mode at this point. So especially with these newer generations um, where we are trying to communicate more and develop more of an awareness and a language, um, it's mind blowing just how much we need I I guess like I don't know like whenever because I think I would go through that as a kid and then I would go to school and I would be so emotionally attached to my friends to a point where like every day I would ask my friend like are we still oh my god they they probably remember this I would ask them every day like are we still friends like Monday are we still friends go through the whole day come back on Tuesday are we still friends and like before therapy I would look back and be like oh my god that's so cringy like I was so annoying oh my god hate myself hate myself but after therapy I'm kind of like you know maybe that was just me reacting to like that's how much connection I needed and that's how much I missed out on and that's how much I didn't know how to ask my parents for and my parents probably didn't know how to give to me because they didn't get it from their parents because their parents were dealing with Jim Crow that's brutal and it's just like even something as simple as that but if you take it to people that live in philly or baltimore because i live in fort smith so i understand the sheltered life um maybe it means different things for different people not so much money for us but like just there's just not as much crime there's not as much people so you really can like walk down the street not be as scared of course but like you you really there's so much i learned in 2020 i had no idea what was going on in like highly highly populated areas yeah so anyway but but i I love the way you worded all of that there's like this traditional thing that i want to do with this podcast with each episode is just kind of ask everybody how they would like to receive love um so that we can pour more into that talk about like instead of trying to like guess you know like oh maybe this person wants to be loved this way how about we ask you know like what what are some of your favorite ways to receive love what makes you feel loved I think about my job how um when I started working at this particular branch of my job like I was like I've worked for the same company for seven years and um I've moved stores three times and this is my third time moving this moving to the store and um one of like, I'll call my, I'll call her my work sister. Like she looked at my shoes and she's like, oh wow, what size shoe do you wear? And I'm like, oh, I wear this size. And she's like, hmm. And just like moved on about her day and I did nothing of it. And like later at the end of the shift, she's like, so I bought you these. And like, I, I'm sorry, I felt like makes you feel some type of way, but like you need to wear them. And so like, she bought me some shoes and like, she's just like, I love you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and there's something about black women that just like they they um or just like our, our people in general it's like because i'm another example of this is just like how like they adopt you like they just like take you under their wing <laughs> and like you belong to them and 
like most of the time it's great you know especially when it's like you feel like the energy they're trying to give to you like i have i have a trans dad here in philly and um we met because one of my coworkers like was wearing like a coheed and cambria shirt and we start talking about how much we love that band and like we get close and she's like you have to meet this this friend of mine he's my best friend and you'll you'll hit it off right away and so we do and then the next time he sees me he says you're my son now and i'm like you're 24 and he's like and you're my son and i'm just like so this is happening now i guess <laughs> and it's just that's just like and like i'm so thankful for just like also like because um same store um meet a guy who works in this department and he's like we're gonna go see this movie and i have a ticket for you and i'm like okay it's like just the implication of just like oh hey like i trust you enough to like bring you into my world outside of outside of work it's just like just like saying hi to my coworkers every day. Like they, they know me well enough to know what's wrong, what's bothering you, are you okay? Like, what can we do to like, just show me love. And like, it's hard for me to answer that question of how I like to receive love because I love to give love. I love to just like give myself to people. We're like, oh, like what's wrong? Can I help you? Like, can you, do you want to talk to me? Like, can I like get you some food? Like um, recently, like, like, um, the, the pipes were frozen in my house and so like no hot water and so I call a friend and she's like yeah like here's like my here's like the key to my house come over and like there are four cats there the cats want to greet you you know what I'm saying like and so like I'm able to like take a, like a warm shower in the first thing like three days and I realized hmm I could like buy this for the house and like they never know but so like I like I get spruced up I step out to the local grocery store like they need parmesan cheese i'll buy them parmesan cheese and it's like i can go to my job and buy this thing for their home that i definitely think that they need it's like i think i sh i show love through acts and stuff like that but like i think i like to receive love by just knowing that like because like catter we went to the same broadcasting school and I'm on this like path of like creating things now because of him. If it weren't for Catter, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing with like the YouTube channel. He was just like, I want to do this thing and I'd like your help doing it. And like, I hadn't talked to dude since we went to school a decade ago and we weren't even in the same classes. It's that he was in like the night part of the school and I was in the day part of the school. We like talked about like foster the people. And we had like, a, we had a vibe and it's like, oh cool. Like, well, I do on social media, we go to the same school. And it was just like, I want to do this thing. Like, what do you think we could do with that? And like, I had to find solutions. I found StreamYard and I'm like, whoa, like this is a way for me. It's like, don't edit. I'm so bad at editing. I don't edit whatsoever. You're getting like, you're getting very much like a, 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 a real live, like you're getting like the whole kit and caboodle with me. So like, <laughs> it's like, I'm good. Like if I can just talk and be my authentic self for like an hour, hour and a half, like, that's what I have to do until I meet hopefully someone who says, oh my God, you need an editor and I'll pay them to edit stuff or whatever and things like that. So I think it's, I just like, um, I appreciate like someone who's assertive enough to say, I feel this way about you. And because that's, that's, I think that's why I got chose by reader. It's like, oh, I've been thinking about you. Like we spent all this time together. So I definitely had that time in our relationship where I was like, what are we? Because I was, I was down bad for reader because I what one story I tell about me knowing that I loved them was that I was walking to work I was opening that day 
and I felt like I felt like Eureka, like I got hip lift, like a bolt of lightning. I love them. And I talked to my 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 uh, my, my supervisor at the time. I'm like, yo, like V, like I love them. What do I do? She's like, I don't know, tell them. And I'm like, I could do that. That's something I could do. And <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of like that's I think that's how I like to receive love. Yes, you know? it's like somebody being sure of sure of it and sh- like they don't not really having to uh, decipher it or overthink it they're just it's just kind of like this I don't want to say instant but like effortless it's like or, or you didn't have to do anything to like prove yourself to that person yeah it's like if you can accept me like I'm I know that like you care about how I feel like if you've ever seen my fair lady when like the main character some dude's like trying to like talk about oh like oh I'm gonna give you this I'm gonna do that I'm like just like a whole bunch of like um brouhaha and so she's like show me because she's like you do all this talking dog but like what do you how are you going to like really like like prove that you're down for me and stuff like that and I'm like okay yeah heck yeah like, well, I, I also I also think that that stems from how you treat yourself because um, when it comes to media and, and video and recording, like you have to develop this like unedited version of yourself. Like when you hear yourself on playback, you have to get comfortable with your voice, your voice, your voice fluctuations. Sometimes you may say the same word over and over. And you're like, oh my God, why do I say the same word over and over? And you don't want to be too scripted, but you also want to be able to connect with the person, but also make the conversation flow and pace the time. And it's really an exercise. It's a whole exercise. And so like, if you can have an unedited relationship with yourself and accept yourself fully that I think that people latch on to that and it's just kind of something that immediately flows or maybe like the universe kind of works it out to where um people that maybe treat themselves in this with the same amount of grace it just all kind of combines together and and works in unison okay oh my god that is so amazing which you know honestly this conversation has been so so amazing which is why i'm so sad and just completely heartbroken because we are approaching our final our last couple questions okay where did all the time go oh my god but i am excited to ask these these last couple questions Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Anchor. You have things to say, ideas to explore, and dialogue to disclose. I can promise you, Anchor understands. In case you're stuck on questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? There is no need to fear. Anchor by Spotify is here, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, Anchor is completely free.
download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Of course, you've already got your first listener covered. Please let me know whenever you start your podcast. I will listen to it and stream it 24-7. All right, let's get back to the show. I would love to know if you have ever felt like you are not good enough. Has your love ever been rejected before? Let's start with like the easy one. Um, Have my love ever been rejected on two specific occasions when I was young? Um, In middle school, I had a crush on a young lady and I don't even know why that I did, but I knew I was um, certainly attracted to her and like I wrote a love letter and like (gasps) I gave her this love letter and she didn't talk to me for the rest of the year. And we weren't really friends. It's just that like she knew who I was and she was kind enough to say hi. And like, I don't know where it came from, but like I put my feelings in a letter and I gave it to her and that was that. And I think I saw her later in high school and like I was still able to like say hi. And so I'm thankful for that, but like, I can't find her on social media anymore. And I'm like, I wonder what happened to her. Cause like, I think I, I would love to just be like, oh, so sorry for doing that. Don't know what came over me. I guess it's just like, that's like the, the power of your influence, I guess. Cause like, <laughs> oof, that was certainly something. The other one is way worse. So please prepare yourself. Um, I'm in private school, it's ninth grade. And um, this girl was like, the daughter of my Hebrew teacher. And so like, we go on a class trip and I find this necklace and I buy it and I want to give it to her. And she's just like, no, thanks. And like, it was very, it was very cordial. It was very, it was very polite. And like, I can't even believe I had like the, like just like the, uh, the gall to like, even like approach her and give it to her. Cause like, I'm like, this, this, this school is so small. My G you're out of pocket. And so. <laughs> And I, and I, man, I was, I was again down bad for so long. It's like, what, man? Oof! Like, look at yourself, just pitiful. Ugh. And so, like, that was those were the two specific times where, like, I um, made attempts and I got, and um, and I and I um, I crashed and burned. But like, it um, it's humbled me. And like, I feel like a lot of guys in this space of just like always just like reaching, but not having like the courage to just like do something about it is like hey if like if you know you're like unsatisfied with this whole like always wanting never like winning or like you know like just addressing those like pent-up feelings you really gotta like you gotta find a way to look at yourself or like have someone like lay it on the table for you in an unbiased way because if it's the homies of like bro you're being a simp but on the other on the other side of it is like oh hey so like this is the way you um this is I guess like it's um you need like a strategy or just like someone to tell you about yourself that wants to that wants to see you win and like what wants to like prevent you um saying or doing anything that will like embarrass you the person in question or like um you know making decisions that you might regret because um yeah I'm I'm I'm, I'm thankful those those two in two instances weren't catastrophic for me. But uh, if I ever, do I ever feel like I'm not good enough? All the time. But um, 
I think the, the, the easy solution to that is like, as an extroverted person, there are a lot of people who still like, are happy to hear from me. Like, um, one of my friends from back home is getting married and like the fiance is eager to meet me. And I'm like, I don't know who this dude is. And he wants to meet me. That's, that's spectacular. And on the, on the same like tip of marriage, like two people who I love very much were getting married. And um, I got to be in the wedding party and I got to read a poem at the wedding. And like the homies were like, what did you do afterwards? Like, what do you mean? It's like, dude, people were crying in the audience after you read the poem. And I'm like, what? It's like, I'm, I have, I, there's something in me, you know, like in high school, I got to be like the lead role in a musical. And like my junior year, I didn't get to participate in any plays. Like I got to be in like the school play and musical in 10th grade. And um, there was like, I had to like do like required plays in eighth and ninth. So my senior year, oh man, I was in a weird space, like mentally. And so to know that like I tried out and got the lead role, I don't know how, it, how I even pulled it off. I was addicted to the script. And like, I have like, um, my, my co-host and I had weird tension, but like we did the dang thing, all three shows and like the whole cast was wonderful. And like, I still can't believe it really happened. And so it's like, I got to do cool stuff and I still want to do cool things. Like I would have never thought I was um, enough of a of a, a, a brand or like personality for you to even want to talk to me. Like I saw what you're, I see what you're doing with For the Punks and it's like, oh, like the thing I'd like to do, it's being done. I can do that too. And like, if I could just like give you your flowers, please like, there's a person in this in our industry, maybe you've heard of them, Nardwar, this human serviette, you're him. You are our Nardwar. Like, I don't think like Nardwar could do what you do, but you're gonna like, but like, we have you, like, you know, Canada has Nardwar, we have you. Like, I don't think the way that like, the way that like, cause like the way that you love this music and this community, I feel that immediately. It was like the first two minutes of like you opening the conversation. And like as much as like hardcore bros and like medical hope core bands talk about like, you know, love, hope, like perseverance, it's all a bunch of hogwash. And so like a person like you is just like, I'm so happy to talk to you. The music is great, but how are you really doing? Like who's doing that but you? It's you. And so I'm just like, I'm inspired and I'm so and I'm so thankful that like because you saying, oh hey, I love to like talk to you about yourself, there's something here. And like it's this this conversation is the equivalent of Anaya meeting Paul McCartney. Oh my god, no, oh my god, no. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Literally, oh my god. I've heard of Nardwar before, but I have been meaning to look up who that is. But you'll see when you see because like, <laughs> I, I, um, um, when Tyler and like the Odd Future fellows were like, you know, like really starting to catch a buzz, he interviewed them, and I'm like, I've never seen an interview like this. Like, can such a thing be done in our culture? And it's like, 
yes like um his whole thing was like just ask because he'll um bring up questions and experiences of an artist and they'll be like wait how does she know that and he never reveals how he finds out <laughs> wait no 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 that's the dude that's the dude with the with the microphone and the and the ask the questions about like when they first got started like over 10 20 years ago i don't know okay, okay i just didn't piece two and two together i've never seen like a, a full nardwar interview i've only seen like little previews and clips so i need to sit down and like watch an actual oh. interview. nothing less than inspiring like i love nardwar like my own uncle like I think he like fell ill recently and I was just like, if anything happens to Nardwar, like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be really like sad because just like enthusiasm, passion, joy, just like, it's like, um, you know, The Roots by any chance, the band? Yes, yeah. Their, their drummer Quest Love, like um, he interviewed him and gave him like, he gives gifts. And it's like, oh, like, here's an album for you. And like Questlove was like, how, one, how did you find this? And two, how did you know I cared about it? Cause like he's holding back tears, holding the thing in his hand. And I'm just like, this is why this, this is why this music stuff matters so much. Cause like political stuff, like it kind of like, not necessarily like poisons per se, but like it can really just like splinter a world, a country, a community. But you play like, you play like, I don't know, like you play some freaking yellow card and like, everyone's gonna like fringe their hair and, and play air violin you know it's like there's a there's a certain like we don't have teleportation but we have playboy cardi you know what i'm saying it's like i saw dance gap and dance and uh warp tour 2018 and somehow i don't know how it happened but like at least like eight black dudes including me found one another and we just amassed around one another. Didn't know a single brother there, but one was just like, I'm so glad you guys love this music. And just like, he didn't even say, I'm so glad they're, I'm not the only black guy or whatever, but it's like, you understand. And just like, there's, there's, I am at a loss for words, what that means to me. Like take six, the acapella group, they have a song called like um, I L O V E U, and like they quote like from the Bible where it says like love never fails. I'm very much like a spiritually skeptical person these days, given like the fractured history Christianity has done to our people and to this country. But I really do believe that like this love stuff, it's real and it freaking <laughs> works. It really, really does work, and so that's what because maybe it's like kind of pretentious, but like when I don't feel like I'm good enough, I listen to my favorite music and it's like, I, um, I like this stuff. So if I like this stuff, how bad could I be really, you know? And that like, look at my music playlist. Like, uh, I don't know, uh, negative voice in my head. Have you listened, have you listened to my playlist? Like, I don't know. No, okay, so, uh, here we go again. Thank you. Oh, we got us. Yes. Got us. Thank, thank you, I guess. I don't know. Oh, oh God. Oh, that is so super, super kind. Way, way too kind. Oh, my God. Whatever. I'm still, <laughs> like, learning so much from people that do podcasting like you, especially... Um, in terms of just having an unedited relationship with you, with yourself. And, you know, it, it, it happens whenever I meet people um, 
that that I'll interview with, like, I guess with all the research, it's kind of hard not to like build them up in my mind and I'll be like, oh my God, this person is so much. Cause like, I love Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth. And he talks a lot about ego and how ego is superiority and inferiority. And I think I have a huge ego, um, especially when it comes to inferiority. And I am super quick to think that like, this person is so much better than me because they're good at this, 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 this. And my life doesn't look like that on Instagram, but I've learned that like a lot of the things that you recognize in other people is what you also host within yourself. Um, And uh, like you were talking about earlier, how you were super quick to like write people love letters and stuff um like and it's cringy but like I used to be the same way like I used to if I I had a crush on somebody at all I still do I I I have a crush on somebody at all times but especially when I was in elementary school I used to like tell them like I would like I I wouldn't keep it to myself I would literally tell them and the whole school and it's so embarrassing but it's like that um the the velocity in that is like the love that I really want to give to myself, but there's some, there's some hindrance there, um, some resistance there, but all of that, the congratulations and stuff that you want to give up to other people, it's really kind of what you want to give to yourself. So I would love to, uh, complete this interview by asking our final question. You are so amazing amazing with broadcasting podcasting satire all of it means so much to you music means so much to you so i would love to ask after doing so much do you feel heard Ooh, um this is a great question thank you um to answer your question about being heard um so like tiktok i like tiktok a lot and um i have a background well well my mom's a singer and like I feel like I inherited a good chunk of that. And so uh, on TikTok, it's like, I'm thinking like, how can I like, cause I love music a lot. I'm not a very good like write. I'm not a very good writer, like original material per se, musically speaking. I love cover songs, like love, 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 love cover songs. And, but like, I don't really have a lot of um, instrument talent. Like I have a decent singing voice, but I can't play any instruments. And it's easy enough to like, hire people like on like Fiverr or like ask people that I know personally, oh, hey, like, could you like bang something out for me? But I have a very specific like way I'd like to do that. And I'm not there yet. So in the meantime, it's like, I want to, I'd love to like not be in retail. I'd love to like be in entertainment somehow, music, acting, voice acting, anything that's creative. Like, I'm not sure what that looks like just yet, but it's like, I go on TikTok and it's like, I'm at like 400 or so, like followers on TikTok. And like, that's because like, I follow almost everybody that I can. Like, I'm in there. <laughs> oh my God, no, the way. <laughs> And so I'm like, yo, um, to my, to my um, very like humble audience, if we can get to 500 followers, here's how I'm going to celebrate that. It's like donate $5 to like a GoFundMe or like someone's cash app or charity, like DM me the receipt. And I'll sing a song you want me to sing. Like it's easy enough to find like, instrumentals or a karaoke track on YouTube. I recently bought like a microphone and like a stand and a mini amp from my um my homegirl's music store. So I'm gonna set it up in my room. I'll like, use my phone to record it, put it on YouTube, and be like, hey, like this like little this little sing along was like sponsored by this person for this charity. You can 
send money to that charity. I'm just going to do that until like something happens because I'm going to crack 500 on, on TikTok eventually. I'm going to eventually crack a thousand like Twitter followers. I'm going to crack 300 followers on YouTube and just keep doing that until like um, more people are interested in what I'm doing. Like in addition to that, like there's this thing I did like at least three times where there's this band called Battles and they're like an instrumental band. They do a lot of like weird stuff. And so I had this one song called um, Futura and like, it's such a cool song. It has a really nice groove and I'm at a party and my friend Diego plays this song on the iHome. And I'm like, oh, this song is so freaking good. And so I take off my shirt and I pull the, I grab a broom and I, I try to play bass on this broom. And Diego pulls out his phone and records me doing it the whole time. And I'm like, this is so silly. I'm putting it on it. I'm putting it on the internet. And so whenever we were at the same party, he's like, hey, hey, I I'm going to play Futura. I'm like, I'm taking off my shirt. And I've done it like three times. We've recorded it three times. And I'm just like, I don't know what this means or what's going to happen. But like, it's, I'm just going to put myself out there and see where it goes. And people are just like, what is that man doing? I don't know. So just pretend like he's not there. And so that's, doing things like that, it's like, I am loud enough and like happy enough to like do something silly or just like expose myself in that way where it's like, oh, hey, like there's no like malicious intent. There's no like uh, ulterior motive. Like, cause yeah, clout is cute, but like it can be dangerous. And I don't want to put myself and the people that I know personally at risk. I just want to like, uh, I want to like create and things like that. So I'm not so worried about like, is that not a work? Like I'm a customer service, I'm answering the phone. Like I'm passing like, you know, customers to the department and to the specialists and things like that. And like, I'll call a friend on the phone and it's like, I haven't talked to you for literally years. Like, tell me about what's happening. They care enough to tell me. But as far as like, um, what was your other question besides um, do I feel um, Do you feel heard and do you listen to yourself? I think it's also related to TikTok then because um, in November of last year, I did a, uh, a visual diary inspired by um, the creator Ethereal Dean. And they were like, record a one minute video every day and just see what that, see where that goes. And um, every so often, people that I know on TikTok like the videos. And it's like, oh, I remember that day. And so, um, and then I tried to do it again in December, but it was harder because I was like trying to like think of albums to talk about for one minute. And I ended up not doing it for like 18 days. And so on January 1st, I just sat down after like all the festivities. And I'm like, here are all, here's all 18 albums I didn't talk about. And then like, I thought this would like take two videos. It's gonna be so annoying. I got done with it. And I'm like, I still like some room to talk. And so I said, how much I want to change from what I used to be. And like, um, if I can like um, shift over a little bit, it's like one of like the, uh, the more popular people I follow on TikTok, she does a lot of um, 10 minute like rambling videos. And well, the most recent one I haven't seen yet is about like 2032. And so I left a comment in there to myself about like, I hope that like, I don't know what's like, I don't know what life is like for you, but like, if you're gonna look at this comment 10 years from now, 
I'm proud of you for getting through the next eight years to get to like 32 because who knows what's waiting for us like around the corner a month from now. I'm just stoked that I'm just stoked to know I'm going to be there to see it. Like um, I mentioned yay a little like way earlier in the conversation. <laughs> like, man, like I don't think I'd be so like angry about what he's done in his career if I didn't love him so much and what he's done with his music. Because the first song in the first album where he's like, we weren't supposed to live past 25, jokes on you, we're still alive. And I'm like, that means so much to so many people, especially us. And like, I didn't feel like, I mean, my dad lived a full life, but I wish he'd been around a little bit longer. And so I want to be around as long as possible. I'd love to live forever, personally. Like, I'm hoping that like, when my time comes and I move to the next plane of existence, I get to at least see what's happening here. Even if I can't like interact or stop anything, I want to see it. Like there's this character in Marvel, the Watcher. And like, um, I forget, I think in like the House of M series where like um, the Scarlet Witch, she did some stuff and all the heroes are together because she made all like the mutants disappear. And they're like, what do we do? And Doctor Strange is there. And like, there's this giant dude looking at all the heroes through the window. And they're like, um, Strange, who the heck is that? He's like, oh, that's the Watcher. If he's here, something bad's about to happen. And they're like, wait, what? And so like, they have to go fight the big bad. But like, if the Watcher is watching, he's, he's supposed to see it. When Trump won the presidency, I told my I'm never going to be so ignorant about what happens politically in this country. I'm going to follow all the magazines, all the publications, all the newspapers, all the journalists, all the scientists, all like the progressive Black folks that I know who have studied abolition, like doing the good work that like X and Dr. King Jr. left behind for us to do. So when like an average Joe is like X, Y, and Z about political discourse, I know a little bit about that. Like, let me break it down for you. So like, you can understand why like, you shouldn't make like the okay symbol anymore and stuff like that. Yeah, that was another thing too. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I love that um, you have such a huge respect for research. I'm trying to do more research. I, I get overwhelmed because I'm like, oh, I'll try to know everything. <laughs> I'm like, precious, you never gonna know everything. But it's so extensive, like, I mean, especially if you go on Wikipedia, because, like, every word is a link to another article. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for your enthusiasm and commentary. I don't deserve your kindness, grace, or time. I am so proud of you for existing. You are the sun that illuminates your father's moon. Cheers to you for incorporating art into every hour. You are the art you notice. I can't forget to thank you all so much for tuning into the How Are You Really Feeling podcast. I feel very emotional today. I don't know what it is, but thank you <laughs> so much for listening. This is my home and I am so happy to be sharing this home with all of you. So yeah, okay, oh my god, here we go, I'm oh, emotional, vulnerability, oh no, oh no, here we go, okay. To keep the conversation and the vulnerability and the emotions going, you're welcome to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, all with the username, How Are You Really Feeling Podcast.
before you go you have to promise me that you are allowing yourself to be imperfect and allowing yourself to arrive however you are in any given moment you have to promise that you're supplying yourself with a plethora of grace and celebrating yourself celebrating your mental health because that is beautiful Thank you.